0: Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: FM104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long.
2: You are listening to Room 104 again this evening. If you are looking for something different to listen to on the way into work or sitting in the disgusting M50 traffic that we talked about a little bit earlier on this evening, you can download, rate, review, subscribe to the Room 104 podcast. So it is on all the usual places where you find and listen to your podcast from. Happy days and let us know when you do subscribe and we'll, we'll we'll personally go out to your house and thank you. No, we may not do that. Speaking of phones and, and things like that and media devices and working around work, um, we have Dr. Jennifer Wider back On the line this evening. Uh, Doc, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm I'm good now. I think tonight we're going to be talking about something disgusting. That will, disgusting and probably freak a lot of people out because you know anytime we realize where disgusting germs are that of everyday things that we use, it's yeah. like oh good god no.
3: I know it's one of these things, Jennifer. Before you crack into it, like stuff like changing your bed sheets, how often <laughs> do you do that? Like I know they're full of germs. I just know it. You know when
4: you're there yeah, and it's yeah. three weeks later and you you're can like
2: feel them crawling yeah. on you. You're like oh this is disgusting.
3: Yeah, there's
4: things like totally. that. Totally. You know uh, what? We oh. should do a show on uh, when I did the, uh, an article cosmopolitan magazine about when to change your makeup out because oh, a no. lot of people hold on to makeup and there's expiration dates on all of those including your bed sheets that's the other thing kids that go to college and are away from home where they don't have their parents looking over their shoulders will you know they'll they'll stay in their bed sheets for three months and things are growing on those sheets by the time you know they get home for a holiday
2: uh, actually- <laughs> but, but, but bed sheets like how often should you be changing bed sheets
4: well, you know, it's a good question. I, for for most people, I think weekly would be a good idea, especially, you know, from a standpoint that's, you know, an acne standpoint or bacteria standpoint, just dirtying up your pillowcase. Kids, you know, in adolescence and people that are prone to breaking out or having acne can catch a lot of bacteria and continue to break out if they're not sleeping on clean sheets. So that's definitely an issue to consider. But for the average person, I'd say every other week, is probably okay, but it's definitely not something that you want to neglect because, truthfully, if you don't bathe before you go to sleep, you are bringing whatever germs you Uh, have on your body uh, into the bed. And I know a lot of people even take naps in their you know, their street clothes which is never a good idea either. <laughs> did you do um, that yesterday? Did <laughs> you? I do it too. I do it too. Under, and, you know, being on a couch is okay but under your covers where you're going to sleep Ooh. at night can be can be dangerous. It can line you up for some, you know, nasty uh, infections doctor, or potentially... Doctor, you're going to get
2: me in so much trouble because I have this... I did this you really... wear your sh- shoes? Like... No, no, I don't wear my shoes. They okay. come off the first thing in the door but you're going to get me in so much trouble because my other half hates it. When I, we come in and watch a movie or something and I just get a bit tired and Go under and I leave all my clothes on. She's like, take your clothes. Off. And I'm like, leave me alone. Stop bullying me. It's fine. <laughs> and for some reason, you I tend to. to this. Yeah, I know. I'll be like, okay, turn off there. And um, so I always find that for some weird reason, I go to sleep better in my clothes. And then you have to get your jeans off, and you just wake back up, and you're like, oh, this is ridiculous. But yeah, now that you're after saying it, yeah, I don't have. I have a shower in the morning. I don't have a shower in the evenings. No, saying. And then I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah, especially if you're on public transport and sitting down on dirty buses 100%. and trains and trams, and then you're bringing you're bringing all the diseases and germs from other people that you don't like on the bus absolutely it's right.
3: your own bed. this is disgusting but that is not the worst place that you're going to find germs though is it Jennifer?
4: no no there's definitely a whole list of places so I was going to break it into sort of let's go home versus going out so right. we'll, we'll start in the house and things that we may not realise are really dirty places in your home that you could potentially pick up viruses bacteria different types of germs and funguses that could really make you sick the first thing is the kitchen sink. And for those of us that have animals who bathe their their dogs or cats in the kitchen sink, they may want to sanitize and completely bleach that out once they're finished. Because a lot of people will put a fork down in the sink when they're done and then take pick it back up and wipe it off without really sanitizing it. And you can pick up all sorts of bacteria. Unless the plates make their way into a dishwasher where they're being cleaned at a very high temperature... The sink is a breeding ground for E. coli, which is the bacteria that we find in feces, salmonella for, you know, if we don't properly wash our chicken, or if we clean off the chicken before, you know, we're told a lot, if you look at some of the culinary advice that you guys get, and I'm sure you have the same thing in Ireland as we do in the United States, you want to rinse off the chicken before, you know, you cook it or before you handle it. Sometimes when you rinse it off, those salmonella laden, like, uh, uh, you know, water drips may contain a bacteria that can make you sick. So you may be cooking your chicken properly, but in the sanitizing it and cleaning it off, you're leaving some of that bacteria potentially in the sink. Uh, Uh, So that's the first thing.
2: Yeah, I was worried about that the other day. I was making chicken and I was putting some, was it Nando's hot sauce on it?
3: Yum. But I
2: was putting it on when it was raw first. So I was like, obviously putting the chicken in the bowl. So the chicken things were on my hand and then I was just grabbing the bottle.
3: Oh but no, because then you're going to touch that bottle again yeah. and there's going to be all bacteria. I know, yeah. Or salmonella, transferring yeah. transferring it across. Oh no.
4: Did so you know, wipe you know it what, and another no. good. No. That's a good point, Cormac, because a lot of times when we season our food and we're dealing with raw food, even if we pick up a salt and pepper shaker, we normally will wash our hands after we handle the chicken, but I've been guilty of picking up the salt and pepper with my hands, you know, soiled in chicken and, mm. and that, that bacteria could definitely live on the salt and pepper shakers, not to mention that's another one of the dirtiest places in your house where people are sharing it. They may not have washed their hands properly. So there are a lot of and vi- bacteria that can live on there. And by the way, like some things can last for about 48 hours. Most viruses begin to you know, weaken after about 18 hours, but some bacteria can thrive up to two full days. So if you have someone in your house that has strep, picks up that salt and pepper shaker, you want to wipe that down before letting someone else in your house use it because you're easily spreading, you know, that, that, uh, that strep throat within your house. And it tends to be, especially if you have little kids, it, it can run through a house very, very quickly, as can a lot of, you know, stomach viruses those tend to spread like wildfire even in a radio you know station where in the studio you're sharing a microphone with with someone who mm. might have come before you microphones are another place yeah. that can pick up a lot of germs
2: gross yeah I've always tried to block that out of my head especially when we're coming into obviously <laughs> October, November, December when flu season everyone starts getting sick yeah and it, yeah the, the foam cover on the microphone has to be just a perfect ideal like li- breeding ground. ground yeah just- Yeah. that's all I see yeah. I'm
3: like look at those insects in there <laughs> you
2: just you're breathing to- it in you're like oh god Dose
4: yourself in vitamin C, you'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Be <grand. laughs> you know what? I'm gonna actually say something, Sersha, on yeah. this. Like so during medical school, my mom told me to bombard myself with vitamin C in order to protect myself because you know you're exposed to a lot of people who are sick and you're going to school in a hospital. Yeah. And so I would take vitamin C and oftentimes if you buy a supplement, it's it's more than hundred percent what the RDA recommendation is. I don't know if it's the same thing in Ireland, but we have this recommended daily allowance that tells us if we've gotten 100% of a uh, recommended vitamin. Mm, we have, have that? that? Yeah, we do, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of supplements, even though, you know, you're supposed to take in 100% of a vitamin, a lot of supplements are like 8,300% of what you need. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what I was taking for vitamin C. And and vitamin C and B, B and C are, are uh, water-soluble vitamins, okay? So that means... You can take in as much as you want, but you have to flush it out of your system. So with 8,333% vitamin C per tablet, and I probably took two, I would have to drown myself in, like, the Atlantic Ocean to get (laughs) rid of all of that vitamin C. So I developed a kidney stone, believe it or not, from taking too much vitamin C. It, like, uh, you know, it, it, uh, like, gathered in my... Oh God. A collection doc in my kidney and it was a stone made of oxalate and oxalic acid is a breakdown product of vitamin C and I actually formed a stone from taking too much vitamins. We'll do that another show you guys of the oh danger you God. can overdo vitamins and supplements. People don't realize that but you can. I thought you, that
3: you would just keep flushing it out like you just pee it out and it won't actually like. No. Oh no
4: I, too much of it and, and to be honest like unless you're instructed by a doctor to take that much of any supplement I highly recommend try to keep to you know unless you're unless you're told by a medical professional to go over the amount. Like for women, they're told they need more calcium and vitamin D. You know you don't want to bombard yourself with any of these supplements or vitamins without checking in with a healthcare provider because there are negative side effects. And unfortunately, I, I, kidney stone is no walk in the park. That was just a nightmare for me.
2: And hey, uh, come here. Not what what did you? Uh, did you have a nice big screaming match with your mother when you were diagnosed <laughs> with the yeah uh, kidney stone?
4: <laughs> I was too busy, like, passing out on my way to the emergency room. And I was a medical student. <laughs> oh, my so god. So I was, like, cursing at the the guy who told me, you know, my, I have low blood pressure to begin with. So when he took my blood pressure in the emergency room, it was up to 120 over 80, which is raised for me. But he's like, there's no way you have a kidney stone because you have normal blood pressure. He was the one I directed my anger oh, at. okay, good. Cool, so okay. I'm like, I did. So they <laughs> sent me home with an Advil, and I'll tell you, I wasn't happy. <laughs> okay, so maybe just have one orange day, yeah, two orange yeah, 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 right, get it. Or 100, you know, make sure you watch yourself once. Anyway, I digress. The TV remote control, probably the dirtiest thing in your house, aside from your smartphone screen. That's the other thing. So remember, like, we use our smartphones even on the toilet. Mm. So y- your smartphone screen is picking up so much bacteria and virus. And is your TV remote control that your mother-in-law bo- borrow, that your guests borrow? You know, yeah. you just don't. People just don't wash their hands before handling that. So, it's important. And, and a lot of people that are into this germ protection will tell you to clean your remote with an alcohol wipe every night before you go to sleep, which would help protect you. You can go crazy with this stuff. Yeah, I'm but thinking let's that, that because that in the, the house.
2: everywhere we, we're going to turn into well, what's the Germaphobes. Hypo- and hypochondriacs yeah. and kind of going Oh my God, you'd just be paralyzed. You would never leave the house.
4: We're going to wear like a hazmat suit, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's going to be me because I am a total germaphobe. Like I just I grew up in a family of doctors. My my dad, if you got sick, would be angry at you and like spray you with with like, you know, Listerine, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like my, my big Greek wedding. He'd spray you down like Silkwood. I mean, he he wasn't uh, it wasn't so, I it, you know, it's genetic, this germaphobia. All right. Computer, keyboard, and mouse, another major yeah. place of germs. And I'll tell you, in a public library, that is the worst thing that you can do is go borrow a computer and not wash your hands afterwards. People can, you know, go on a public keyboard or go on a public mouse and then wipe your eye. And I guarantee you you have about 50% chance of having a conjunctivitis or a viral infection in your eye. You want to be careful with that. Um, the the studies are mind blowing. Let's go out of the house. This is going to get very gross. I'm just warning anyone who's eating, you may not want to eat while you're listening to this. The hotel room, okay? My favorite this is place such to a be, I know. Mm. Exactly. This is a buzzkill cuz who doesn't love staying at hotels, you know? Mm. You you love the fluffy pillows and the freshly made beds and you don't have to do anything and you're in this travely vibe. The problem is that a lot of these hotels harbor some serious issues. So The one thing is ABC News in in, uh, the United States did this insane expose that literally turned everybody off from traveling to the point that, I don't know if you guys are fans of Real Housewives franchise, but Lisa Rinna, who goes out um, on a, is Harry Hamlin's wife, she goes out and does a QVC episode, Uh, she sells her own stuff. She goes into a hotel in Pennsylvania, and she will Instagram out, Instagram live out her disinfecting her room with like a 100 Clorox wipes. Ah, and you may on. look at her like she's crazy, but she's laughing at everybody during the flu season because she's the only one that's staying healthy. Carpets are way dirtier than they appear in hotel rooms. You know, even if they're vacuuming the carpets, there are always like, if you'll notice the flooring in hotels, they always choose dark and patterned carpeting. <sighs> and that's oh, on no. purpose because it's in, an intentional design scheme to hide years of built-up dirt and grime. If you have a baby traveling with you, you don't want them crawling on the floor or eating things off the floor. The five-second rule does not apply when you're in a hotel room. Okay,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, not right. bless it either.
4: It's fine, bless it. All right, the next thing I wanted to tell you is the the comforter. Okay, this is this is the part of uh, this is the part of the ABC News story that made everyone want to vomit. So. ABC News found that urine stains are p- present in every single room that they sampled. And they went from five-star hotels down to, like, stay-in, like, drive-through motels that were one-star. So there were urine stains everywhere. But the bed stains, 45% of the comforters that they that they surveyed had semen stains on them. And they don't wash the comforters between guests. Oh, my so well, well, what, is, what is the comforter? The thing underneath the sheet.
3: You know, no, like okay. So you know how you
4: have the sheet. Yeah. The sheet is safe, and then you have a blanket. Sorry, I'm like throwing all this American uh, word, these American I just, phrases. I like don't know if my bad goes over. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's, yeah.
4: it's like a duvet. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the upper, the outer layer of the bed. That's usually decorative. Yeah. But if you're cold, and they usually blast the air conditioning in these yeah. rooms, especially if you're in a hotter holiday. The outer layer has 45% of the hotels, at least in this study, had semen stained, and every single one had a urine stain. <sighs> That's just disgusting, Why you guys. Urine so stain? What are people ew. doing
3: with the? Yeah. Is I'm- that just from your hands, or maybe you go to the toilet and you don't wipe and then you go into your bed? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. God. Definitely.
4: Definitely. It wasn't like people urinated on top of the computer. Yes. It was more like, you know, microscopic urine stains. And I'd rather have urine than semen, but that's a whole other story.
0: <laughs> the other thing is, you guys. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
4: Oh, God. I, you're never going to have me back on the Little show. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing is the dirty air conditioning unit. This is something that's often overlooked in hotel management, but there are germs in the HVAC unit in many rooms, even in these five-star hotels. The problem is that the room may look sparkling, but the time that they cleaned their filters, at least you know—the the stuff that's internal, not the one that's top visible portion, but mm. the internal workings of that air conditioner – Very, very – sometimes if you feel like it's stuffy, you may want to suggest a filter clean, especially if you're staying for an extended stay or if you feel like, you know, if someone's allergic to pollen or they have seasonal allergies and you're in a room that feels stuffy and you're still having an allergic reaction with the windows closed, talk to the management about cleaning the air conditioning filters. All right. All right. Okay. Moving on to the aeroplane, there, there's...
3: Do you know what? Every airplane. time I go on a plane, I feel sick afterwards. I either get a cold, like stuffy eyes. There's something. I can never just get off a plane and be totally fine for a few days.
4: And that's and that's the truth. Like, you know, the one thing is that if somebody is sick on a plane, you're constantly recirculating air. So if someone is sick in front of you, you know, I always I always go crazy on a plane too because, you know, you go on and I have little kids and if someone's hacking a cough, I just know that we're all gonna get it and it's gonna slowly <laughs> work its way through our family. And it's almost like you you know, you have to give up in a sense or you're not gonna go anywhere. There are ways to lessen your uh, chances of getting sick on a plane. And I'll go through that very quickly. But the one thing I wanted to mention, which was another study that I saw on a major uh, network here in the United States, was about the coffee and tea service on planes. They interviewed uh, a, you know tons of airline um, stewardesses and stewards yeah. and airline, right, so people that work on a plane. And the vast majority of them would never have a cup of coffee on a plane, Okay. So according to this study, and it's been done several times, you want to avoid all hot beverages on an aircraft, and you also do not want to ever have water that's not from a bottle. Never fill up anything in the bathroom, ever, okay? The reason is that the, the problem is that the air, the, the water filtration system is left on many planes to just – that they aren't up to code in terms of washing them. And so unfortunately, all of the pipes and the and the tubing that it requires to get a very hot cup of coffee or a hot pot of coffee unfortunately hasn't been cleaned for probably a hundred flights. Oh, so the problem yeah, is that there is bacteria in there, and people that end up getting sick, like G i sick, G i distress or gastrointestinal distress, stomach issues, most of them have had a hot beverage. So according to these you know, people that work, the flight attendants, they would never, ever drink the coffee.
2: God, that makes me so sad terrifying. every time I, I get know. on a
3: plane. So you're basically saying have the wine.
4: <laughs> yes, I'm saying get drunk. You'll be much happier, 100%, anything at a bottle. And the truth is, you know, if you need coffee on a plane, get yourself one of those pre-made Starbucks drinks or, you know, they're selling those like uh, cold brew in a can. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on yourself. You know, I'm a huge coffee drinker. If I take a, you know, a red eye or, you know, an early morning flight and I need to be on the next day, like, or the, the you know, mm. later in the day, I will bring my own coffee. And I always drink coffee, you guys, always, until I heard this this story. So the other thing is the dirtiest place on a plane, by the way, is the tray table. So if you're if you're going to clean anything, and, you know, it's funny because we flew to Italy over the summer with my family, and I was the idiot with the bag of Clorox wipes, and I literally <laughs> wiped down my tray, my kids' trays, my husband, who was mortified. But it was really funny because the woman that was sitting next to us with her family in the row behind us basically asked me for Clorox wipes, which I happily gave to her. So the best thing to wipe down is that tray table. 100 percent wipe the tray table down. The next thing that you want to wipe down are the are the oh my god you guys I'm losing the word. Uh, oh this is one that would the uh, the armrest. Right. Wipe the armrest down. Very very important. And also the recycled uh, the pillows aren't great. But the thing that has the most germs in an airport are the TSA bins. Do you have these?
3: Are they the recycling ones and the...
2: No, is it the stuff you have to throw out as in going through security?
4: Yes. What do you mean? The, as in, you, you know, you know when you open, go through like- security yeah. in an airport and you have to put your stuff in a bin, do you have that in oh, Ir- Irish airports? Yeah,
2: you know, you put your laptop in the tray and send it to yes. the x-ray machine. Yes. Oh. The security... Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, that why? Is
4: hands down the most harmful bacteria is lurking in those because they never clean them and everybody's handheld devices, their laptops, their shoes, you know, many airports make you take your shoes off. There's so much crap in those TSA bins that you are you must wash your hands after re picking up your you know, your items afterwards. I would those never think about working that. with bacteria. I never thought of that either. I mm. only know this because I did the research on this. I wouldn't have known this at all. <laughs> so that's really, really important. The armrest, the tray. And now I'm going to be another buzzkill for guys that have facial hair. There was a study that recently came out that said that bearded guys actually have more germs in their facial hair than in a dog's fur. Ew. And there was another study that said <laughs> more than on a, to- a public toilet bowl.
2: Oh, uh, that's disgusting. Speaking of uh. public
4: toilet bowls, I do want to tell you guys that those TSA bins have more bacteria than the public toilet bowls.
3: In the
2: airport Oh that's Just disgusting Just so you not know that
3: Unbelievable
2: oh, You've literally given so, me New phobias and fears You and, need to and shave and that beard
3: He's got kind of
2: Stubbly beard going on But you need to get rid of it all This is disgusting
4: It's worse The longer the beard The worse Because it really is a place That bacteria can contaminate But there are studies Cormick, That completely you know, Negates what I'm saying There are some studies That will show that Men with facial hair And men without Have the same amount of
2: bacteria no, We don't want to hear but, that We want to hear the shocking Sensation as everyone's right, Going right. to die but, from beard but. bacteria <laughs>
4: <laughs> Let's say a guy goes to the bathroom and he wipes himself and then doesn't wash his hands properly and then touches his facial hair. And guys with beards are constantly touching their face you. every I mean, day. It's just a thing. Yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. It's like little itchy. boys touching their crotches. Basically, <laughs> it's like the, the <laughs> grown-up itchy, version okay. of that. If it's itchy, you need to go <laughs> see a doctor. It's
2: actually <laughs> probably very true. Yeah, there's uh, something lurking <laughs> under there. Well, uh, listen, that has been um, horrifying. Her- her- horrifying. Yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs>
3: I'm not going anywhere ever again.
2: Can't go outside. Can't go on a bus. Can't no. go to the bathroom. Can't go on a plane. Can't no. sit down on a plane. Can't have a coffee on a plane. Can't
4: go out with a guy That's with a beard. You, you can get a sexually transmitted infection sharing a towel. That's how we started <laughs> this relationship. exactly how we started our relationship. <laughs> and it's just going downhill since then.
3: Oh, oh, Fascinating as
4: always. <laughs> Well, All right, thanks for
2: uh, having uh, me, no, you too. No worries again. Hopefully it serves as some sort of public service announcement tonight. So, uh, you know, shave your face um, and listen to everything <laughs> Dr. Where, Wider has said. Put
4: a, put a body condom on when you travel. You can,
2: <laughs> probably the safest thing you can do. Put a, <laughs> one of those suits on. What are they called? Uh, not Zorbs. The hazmat suit. Uh, yeah, they,
4: yeah but, like an, air, an astronaut. What, yeah. what, what are
2: the other ones that you wear, the full body suits, the luminous ones you wear, like going to matches and stuff? What's the word I'm thinking
3: of? High No. That's...
2: No, the... Anyway... Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. if you know what I'm saying. Anyway. I can't think of what you're saying. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Jennifer Wider, it's always a pleasure. Dr. Wider on Twitter for more of uh, her information, more resources, more stuff you're doing. We will chat to you again soon. Thanks for popping on.
4: Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Bye, everybody.